Mad Cat Audio. Hey there, listeners. It's Madeline, the producer of this podcast. Just a quick announcement before we get started. If you like this episode, you're in luck because Lexi, the fabulous guest on this whole scoop installment, is coming out with her own podcast this fall. She'll be discussing Reiki, healing, magic, and so much more with some of her favorite people within these realms. Listen to Take What You Need with Lexi Bordeaux on 11-11-2023. Now let's get on with the episode. On this episode, we're super excited to have a really special guest with us and um, talk about lots of interesting things about the world of horses. And I don't want to talk too much about it because I feel like I just want you all to experience what came up because it was a pretty awesome organic conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if Jordan wants to introduce Lexi, yes, we can go from there. This is Lexi. If you could see me, I'm pointing to her. <laughs> but you can't see me. <laughs> She's great. She's waving. Um, she is a Reiki healer, and she is amazing. And I have, we both, Ruby and I, have both wanted her on for a little while now because I feel like she has so many interesting and valuable things to add. Even though she is not a horse girl by any means, she is through what's the word I'm looking for? Through association. Thank you. Yes, both of those things. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, she is a horse girl because she hears all of my stories every <laughs> single day. I literally talk your ear off about it. Tater and all things horses. So, yeah. um, super excited to have her and I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to The Whole Scoop. I'm Ruby, a lifetime horse lover, equine nutritionist, and horse trainer. I'm Jordan. I'm new to the horse world, but also a wannabe full-time horse girl. Whether you're a first-time rider or experienced equestrian, join us as we share stories, wisdom, and tips through the lens of a holistic horsewoman. Lexi. Hello. Reiki healer extraordinaire. Thank you. You're amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. I love you. Um, I thought that it would be really fun to have you on here because, and not I, we as a collective thought it would be fun to have you on here <laughs> because, you know, energy and horses go hand in hand. Absolutely. So, you know, having you here to talk about how people can maybe not control their, like, energy and their emotions and all the things, right. but maybe just give some tips and tricks and tools on yeah. what people can maybe do better or, you know. Yeah. Also, maybe explain Reiki a little bit because people probably don't know what it is. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely yeah. think it's more so about being cognizant of the way that we show up in the world and the way our energy affects animals and people alike. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, Reiki is an ancient Japanese healing practice generally used through, like, gentle hand touch. Mm-hmm. And I've had it explained to me as, like, a, a spiritual massage. Mm-hmm. And you get attuned... And the first level you attune and it's just basically opening up yourself to the energy of like universal life force. So when you break down the word Rei, Reiki, it's Rei is God and Ki is energy. So it's like God energy. You're tapping into God, universal life force, energy, whatever, you know, what have you. 
And when you first attune, you learn to like balance your own energies. You learn to like rid yourself of stagnant energy. And then at least in the way I learned it in the second attunement, you can start now working on people and tapping into their energy source as well. And it's like, again, by laying gentle hands on the body, there's different hand positions that people can use. And you can also send the energy from like a distance as Mm -hmm. well, which Mm -hmm. is just as potent, just as, you know, great. Yeah. And then from that point on, it's just kind of learning different ways to use the different types of energy. I don't really want to get too, too deep in it, but essentially it is just energy healing and clearing and cleansing Mm -hmm. for people. Yeah. So when you do your work, you have to manage your own energy before you can absolutely go to somebody and be like okay yeah now Hands i'm gonna on. manage yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely so it's like kind of like horse and rider right it's silly of us to think that we can just go in all willy-nilly for lack of better words yeah and then expect our horse to just like do what we want it. them yeah, to do exactly. or you know not feel nervous or not be scared of something if our energy is all over the place absolutely it's definitely interesting when you start to tap into that and realize like oh my gosh like the way my mood affects people we were just talking about this earlier it's like sometimes I can't hide how I'm feeling and it's not like that you have to hide it or you have to like shove it down or anything like that but it's there's a way of being able to like be present with those feelings and like give breath to them or just give space to them and then be able to move and continue on without like smearing I always call it like smearing Mm -hmm. so like smearing to me would be like someone who feels anxious or feels mad or feels whatever and then puts it on other people and puts it on other people maybe they're not cognizant of it but it's just that energy is placed on someone else and Mm -hmm. you're smearing it on them yeah so it's it's important to be able to be cognizant of and be able to regulate or at least be able to manage while working with people working with animals being Mm -hmm. a rider and a horse they're so sensitive to your energies Mm -hmm. so yeah there's so much it's so important that like that energetic relationship stays like strong and pure between yourself and your animal yeah or your horse rather so if you had somebody who besides like basic uh that's not even basic okay so if you had somebody who's going in who's just like Mm -hmm. they're having a bad day or maybe they're really nervous about something or maybe they're going to work on a new thing and they're imagining that it's going to be scary or their horse is going to hate it and something's going to happen or whatever what do you think would be like a like a first step for that person before they go over there and (laughs) smear it all over the place (laughs) absolutely I think in this like the sense of like working with your horse I imagine like getting right with yourself before getting on the horse even and just making sure you give yourself a moment to acknowledge okay I'm feeling nervous about this thing and it's okay for me to feel nervous about this thing or I'm feeling frustrated about this thing and it's okay for me to feel that way Mm -hmm. I think breathing is also super important as well and just being able to like be present with yourself and giving permission to even just acknowledge that you're maybe not feeling your best at the moment and not every ride's going to be a great ride from what I've learned. I'm not a mm-hmm. horse person by any stretch of the imagination, but like just being around people who do, like not every ride's going to be the best ride. No. But like giving yourself grace, I think is really important to like start. So I I feel like a lot of like grounding or just like mindfulness, like mm-hmm. we had talked about that too, like being mindful that where you are in your body, feeling calm in your body, allowing yourself to like take a couple like intentional breaths 
closing your eyes, softening your gaze, whatever that is to you, and like giving yourself a center, like a moment to like stack that your body and your energy back, mm-hmm. and then being able to like step into the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good point that like you don't necessarily have to not feel what you're feeling, right? But that to be aware of what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I feel like fear comes up in lessons a lot with, you know, all levels of writers. Um, and what I often kind of come to and like, maybe you can, I don't know, elaborate or you have some different thoughts on this. I don't know. But what I often am like, so an example is I had somebody, um, who would like create these things that she was afraid of. So like right. she would be like, well, all horses I've ever ridden were afraid of people on bikes. So right. therefore this horse will also be afraid of people yeah, on bikes. Absolutely. And she would get anxious on trail rides, right. which would then make her horse anxious, which right. would then feed this right. the anxiety. They would both be yeah. right? yeah. like feeding off <laughs> yeah, of each other. Yeah, yeah. And at some point I was like, okay, here's the thing. Like, can we look at your horse's body language and figure out, is your horse actually afraid of bikes? Right. Because if your horse isn't afraid of bikes, then you can let that go. You Absolutely. can let that anxiety go. Right. But know that that's coming from you right. and not from your horse. Absolutely. And if it is your horse, even more reason to try to stay calm because you make better decisions when you're calm and you mm-hmm, can decide... Right if this is actually a dangerous situation you need to get out of right. or if you're you know able to work through it so i think there's like almost that like and fear is such an easy one but i think it's the same with like um i don't know people that are overly excited about riding or people that are (laughs) you know like too enthusiastic and then the horse gets excited and kicks their heels up because they're like we're partying we're playing and then the person gets you know what I mean and they're so I think like yeah yeah, I think (laughs) being able to kind of like pull apart is this really mine or is this the horse's that's important can be a helpful thing too absolutely I completely agree I think like it's definitely so much deeper than just like oh I'm getting on a horse and I'm riding today because there are these narratives that we do create in our heads that we do reinforce on the day-to-day so like for your example of my horse is afraid of people on bikes or whatever my horse has always been afraid of it so every horse I'm ever going to ride is always going to be that way Mm -hmm. and then once you become cognizant of that thought process and stopping her in that pattern of being like okay let's kind of tease out this a little bit and look at why we think that sure like history has kind of presented itself our brain is wired to keep us safe not to make us happy so Mm -hmm. these narratives that we keep in our mind you know this is something she's like I have to keep myself safe this is why but I agree it's like being able to separate and it's so much more than just getting on a horse and riding it's being able to separate like is this my fear or is this the horse's fear and being like cognizant of that being mindful of that being like I don't know appreciative of it even too you know Mm -hmm. that's interesting so yeah. how do you do that? Like, is there, is there, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, we're like, so... we're like, totally, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. But how do you do that? I mean, I think it takes time and I think that mm-hmm. takes work and it's not, there has to be like reinforced positives that show you that just because like, yes, those, these other experiences have created, you know, this pattern or narrative in your mind, being able to dispel it. I think that just takes time and effort and being, you have to be cognizant of it. You have to mm-hmm. be like, I know like facing fear is like a very deep and like sacred act especially like with writing and I think it's not just like a a one-size-fits-all answer but I do think it takes time and actually having to be present with it and like like wondering okay why is it that I'm trying to you know I'm so afraid of this or why is it that I continue to do this thing and that I can't ride because I'm so afraid or whatever the case may be 
but I don't think it's just like this is what you do and then you get over it I think it's it's a constant it's a practice Mm -hmm. it's a forever practice until you're able to like really see it and dispel it on your own I think there's some hand holding that needs to be there too Mm -hmm. people to remind you like hey like let's take a look at this let's examine it together but I do think it just takes time and I do think it's a practice it's an effort yeah consistent yeah like every question should be meditating I'm sorry yeah but you should be yeah it's really hard but and it's not like you you don't have to sit there and do 30 minutes of meditation um this book that I am listening to in you know audiobook called sacred spaces um this is great guys I I just took notes on this today yes it's basically meditation but it's something that literally everybody can do because it it's not something that you have to go and sit in like you know a room in the quiet and just sit there and like try to you know have your mind not be thinking right um so it's called pc productive contemplation so basically you decide on the task or a problem you want to solve try to remove all distractions aka like your phone your you know conversations with others Breathe deeply, close your eyes to slow your brain waves, because that helps. That helps, you know, obviously breathing. Just um, imagine going through the motions of completing your task. So whatever you're doing in that moment, say you're, you know, grooming your horse or you're mucking a stall or you could do this. It's not just horse related. You can do it with anything. Um, Notice any time that you have a thought unrelated to what you want to do, a.k.a. if your mind starts to wander. Acknowledge the thought and bring your mind back to the task at hand and then just practice staying on topic for longer stretches of time each time mm-hmm. um, And you'll start to notice obviously how quick your mind wanders yeah. and then with this training though It helps you focus on what you actually want to focus on right. so your mind isn't controlling you you're controlling your mind Yeah, and I feel like that can help with Everything. everything in your life but especially with writing mm-hmm. you know you're not gonna wander off to like a really scary thing that could happen you're like no I'm literally trotting in an arena right now right. I'm going over some poles or I'm doing this like that's what we're doing I'm not thinking about the scary dog that might right run out or you know whatever it is yeah. that our minds can well, wander off the thing to. is it's it might happen it right? might but if you're more present when it does happen, right. you're able to actually handle it instead of panicking and mm-hmm. right. shutting down. Okay? Yeah, Which panicking is... before it even happens. Right. Right. <laughs> you're like, great, I'm panicking already. Yeah. So then your brain's not making good decisions. Right. So, yeah. That's interesting. That That's an interesting. easy meditation. It is. I think. Productive yeah. contemplation. That's I like that idea of like starting small or yeah. just like a baby step of like mm-hmm. okay this is how I'm working through this thing for five seconds whatever mm-hmm. and then being able to slowly over time expand the like the length in which you're in that like present moment in that positive contemplation yeah and I think too like there are so many factors and when you are writing I mean obviously this is a horse podcast so we're gonna keep talking about yeah, horses yeah. and riding but like like when you are writing there are a lot of factors and there are a lot of things that are out of your control but it's mm-hmm. it is important that you yourself as a writer are like showing up in your best ability because Mm -hmm. when you are in your calm headspace and you're able to you know you are managing because obviously this is like a living breathing thing that you're like on you know what I mean and they have its mind of its own and their own feelings and inclinations and everything but I think showing up even despite other factors outside and outside the arena outside of you know all Mm -hmm. of that other things to show up and be present and 
you're capable, you're positive, you know, you like, you know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and like being able to like step into that energy is really important too. Cause then your horse feels that. Yeah. And they're prey animals. Like, you can't also be a prey animal. Right. <laughs> if you're working with a horse, you just can't, you know? Right. Like and, and And I feel like some people do maybe feel like that. Absolutely. Because if you're constantly living in fear, Absolutely. you're a prey animal. Right. I mean, like, no, I believe me, I do it all the time. Right. I'm not judging anybody. Right. You know, but I've, like, really worked on, especially with horseback riding, Right. is, like, we both can't be in that. Right. We can't. One or it has to be... One or the other, and I feel like every horse is different, so I feel like some horses, sometimes I can be, with my horse, you know, sometimes I can be more nervous, and he's like, what's wrong with you? Like, are you good? And he supports me, and then I can come back to, like, a middle ground. Right. Um, And then vice versa, like, it's pretty rare. (laughs) Like, his first spook was literally the other day, and I've had him since April, but in that moment, I was like... I wasn't even expecting that, so I did. I could make a good decision, and which was really great because right. I'm not afraid of that with him. Right. So I'm just like hanging out, right. you know, <laughs> right. looking over the fence, looking at these children riding an <laughs> electric dirt bike, <laughs> and I was like, that kind of looks fun. Like yeah. that's what I was thinking. I did not think that that was gonna spook him, yeah. and then it did. And I was like, yo, or like, are you okay? And right. he's like, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're good. And then he, like, came back pretty fast. Yeah. And I feel like it depends on the horse, though. You That's know? true. Some horses just, they cannot support you. Right. You can, you never get to be nervous. Right. You know? I've ridden a horse like that where I was just like, okay, I can never be the prey animal. I always have right. to be the fierce leader. Yeah. Or else they'll just, like, feel like they'll just keep building and building and building until maybe something bad happens. Well, and I feel like, too, like, I don't know, we've been talking a lot about fear, which I think is such an easy one because we all experience that with horses yeah but I think it also applies to other things too like even just um like so I have a horse Mesa that has been abused and if I I've noticed there are days if I'm just like even if I'm just like in a really good mood but I like come in with like too much (laughs) right (laughs) yeah Yeah. he's like he won't even come close to me he will not let me even touch him yeah yeah and I have to like leave and like like you said like get really grounded and really quiet and and Mm -hmm. come back and then we're good like we can but if I'm like moving fast and feeling big and whatever he's like I'm I can't come close to you whether it's positive or negative Mm -hmm. um and I think that's also you know and then some horses I think like so then, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, I have Schroeder, who's my lesson horse. Yeah. And if somebody gets on him and they're too centered and grounded, yeah. he will not move. <laughs> like, he needs some motivation, yeah. you know? It's like, like, we're going to stay he needs, here. Yeah. Good. yeah. We spend the whole lesson just trying to get him to, like, walk around the ground. And, like, he needs to, like, have some inspiration. For, like, oh, my you know? God. He's so like, somebody, some fear, some anxiousness. I need yeah. something from you. Yeah, so I just tell people, like, imagine, like, you're in a little bit of a hurry. Like, yeah. have that feeling like in that. your body of, like, it. bring your energy up a I little bit that. so that he can also bring yeah. his energy up. Because otherwise, he's just like, it's nap time. Yeah, you know? he's like, we're going to hang out. We're going <laughs> to yeah. lay down. Yeah. Which is great. Like, yes. he's very safe. He's That's never going to do any. But, you know, right. like, I, he needs a little extra yeah Yeah. so I think like also even outside of fear being able to recognize like what does this horse need for me in this moment yeah absolutely and I think even same with people it's like when I have clients like even people that I've worked with for a long time like okay so like for instance I've worked with Jordan a lot obviously and it's It's like I can go in (laughs) very kind but I, I can go in 
like thinking it's going to be something or whatever. But like, again, one of the principles of Reiki is that Reiki itself and its energy can do no harm. Practitioners, Mm -hmm. different thing. Mm -hmm. But Reiki energy itself is all loving energy. So it's like I try to go in as like neutral or as beige as I can be or just baseline as I can be. So when I step into it, it's not stepping in. And like once you're tapped in with this energy too, you're like, okay, like, oh, I thought this tool, okay, this is not the tool, you know, like this is mm-hmm. and like you don't, sometimes it is these like last ditch moments where you're like, oh, I'm having to change up this, you know, this energy or I'm having to like hold space for something I didn't anticipate showing up because you never really know, like with a ride, You just Mm -hmm. don't really ever know. Like, yeah, you can have your intention, absolutely. And like, but you want to hold space for whatever does come. So Mm -hmm. yeah, even just like, not just fear, but excitement or apathy or or anything. It's just being flexible, I think, and being graceful with yourself and your Mm -hmm. horse. Mm -hmm. And like showing up with just like possibility and curiosity is like, and I think joy is like really important too. Like, in all of the aspects of healing energy working with horses and all of that like showing up in a sense of like honoring the experience that you're gonna have with your horse in that one ride because not every ride is gonna be the same no and not every session too brings you back to being present right and every second of every ride right totally (laughs) basically yeah yeah that's interesting yeah i feel like i have had to like i'm just relating it back to my riding experiences and like there's been definite times where I go out and I'm just tired or recently I like popped some ribs out and that was really painful (laughs) but I still rode because I needed to get them out (laughs) no one was around to get them out (laughs) so I was like oh just get on immediately no yeah immediately no he was like you're crazy yeah you don't feel good and get off yeah you don't feel good yeah like I didn't feel good I was in so much pain and pain translates as bad things right. to anybody energetically yeah. so he was like why are we doing this and I quickly it was about 10 minutes less than 10 minutes yeah. and I was like okay yeah you're right I'm gonna get off um well that's like one of those things that we talk about a lot yeah. on this podcast of just like kind of the I don't know if I want to say like toxic just pervasive culture of the horse industry is very like cowboy up like who cares if you're sick who cares if it's hot who cares if you're tired who cares if you're grumpy no do it anyway right and I think to an extent there's some you know like we do owe these animals yes a lot and we we are the ones that choose to be in this relationship so we do sometimes have to sacrifice Mm. our our comfort yeah Yeah, yeah. that's a really good way to say it yeah but also at what point does that sacrifice also become detrimental to the horse? Yes. If we're so injured or we're so out of it or we're so tired or whatever that we're not able to give to them what they need. Yeah. I could not give to him that day. And he's, like, trying to give to me, and then he's like, this isn't working. Right. And that's just not fun. Yeah. But it has been a struggle for me the last few weeks because – you're very pregnant. Ruby is very pregnant. <laughs> She's going to have a baby soon. And, you know, I have another support person. Thank God for Montana. She does come and ride him at least once a week and get some really good work at him. But, you know, it's it feels it has not been all on me since I've had him. Ruby has helped me, you know, so much with, like, lunging him multiple times a week for even 10 minutes. Like, if I can't get up there and now I'm like... Jordan, you have to go there. You have to go up there and get your horse out. Like, what are you doing? And I feel very guilty when I don't make it up there 
to the point of like I think about it all day. Yeah. People are like, you can chill. And I'm like, no, he's not going to get out. He's going to hate me. He's going to hate his life. Like, that's... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like... But then the days that I do go and get on him where I'm like, this is going to be a hard day because I'm right. very tired and it's very hot. Yeah. It's so hot. Um, <laughs> And then, like I said, the last two weeks, I haven't been feeling good with, like, my back and whatever. We've made it work, right. and it's fine, and I think he, I just go in with the, like, hey, we're just gonna see what happens, Yeah, and that's it. I think and it's... And we make it through. <laughs> yeah, I think that's an important lesson in, like, even your spiritual journey. It's, like, not every day you're gonna show up feeling, like, 100 <sighs> and ready to face yourself and do the work and whatever, mm-hmm. and it's a commitment, though. It is a commitment that you make. It's a relationship that you're entering, and there are, you know, sacrifices that need to be made or adjustments that need to be made, and... I think it's important that even if it's showing up despite not feeling great or not feeling whatever, like, showing up is just, like, half the battle. Just showing mm-hmm. up and, like, being gracious with yourself when you're like, okay, this ride is not going to be this the best ride of yeah. our lives, but we're going to do it because yeah. I made a commitment to you. Yeah. And you deserve, you know, we both deserve to get out of here and be in the sunshine and look at the blue sky and feel the wind, you know, and all those mm-hmm. good things, all the beautiful things that we get to experience living in this beautiful place. Yeah. And it is, it's a luxury to have horses. So that's like, yeah, yeah even despite, like, it can be frustrating, absolutely. Like, anything that's worth having. Mm-hmm. But this is a luxury, and it's not to be taken for granted. And these animals, you know, give so much to you, and mm-hmm. you're getting to show up and do that for them as well. Yeah. And I think that's really important. They really give so much. They do. Well, and that's, like, we haven't even talked about that yet. Like, we've talked a lot about... How, what we bring yeah. to the horses but yeah. what about what they bring to us you know yeah. they're so like on one end can be so healing and on the other end can be so aggravating <laughs> and sometimes even in the same day yeah. you know? and it's just like <laughs> so annoying like you know how how do we manage or or accept or you know yeah. filter that right yeah, that absolutely. like what we take from the relationship as absolutely. well yeah, I want to... I This is the coolest thing that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> okay. I'll just say right here. I'm going to drop some knowledge on you. Now that we're switching it, like, what the horses give us. Uh-huh. So, our... We have, we have three brains. This, again, this is from Sacred Spaces. This book is freaking awesome. Every person should just listen to it anyway, but every horse person especially. Our heart energy can be felt up to 10 feet away from our body which is insane and that's 60 times stronger than the electromagnetic like waves that come from our brain which is insane and then a horse's heart those waves from the horse's heart can be is sorry it's five times stronger than humans wow oh my god so it's like if you take 10 feet you just you're just timesing that so like Thank God that they're just, like, so present and they live in the moment because if they stayed pissed off from something that happened, like, the day before, yeah. we'd be all doomed. Totally. We'd be in a bad space all the time because yeah. they would just be, like, projecting that. Yeah. But I feel like they're so pure and so loving and forgiving and, like, mm. I'm going to cry. I'm mm. literally going to cry. <laughs> but they just, like... Let it out. They just... That's what they give you. Like, pure energy that's just so it's just pure and great and happy and amazing yeah unless they're jerks you know 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but unless they're, you know, in pain but they or they're having like, a bed, they're having a bed they, time. In my experience, especially coming from a training perspective, yeah, and right. I know it's really a reflection of me every single time, <laughs> but like if I have a bad ride on a horse or if I go in thinking like we're going to do these things or we're going to yeah. whatever, and the horse is like not cooperating that yeah. day, it's like I've, I've used the analogy before of like it's like you have like a, like pick any team sport, like tennis or whatever, like. Mm-hmm. But you can't talk to them. Right. right. So it's like, you know, if they're yeah. having a bad day or an off day, or if you're having a bad day or an off day, it just ruins the whole experience for everybody. And then it's those really rare, beautiful days where you're both, like, on Insane. it, and you're both on having a good day, that, like, suddenly you, it makes sense why you do yeah. this sport, right? Yeah. But they can be so aggravating sometimes when you go in and you're like, I'm feeling great today. We're yeah. going to get so much done. We're, and then the horse is just like not nah. not there. <laughs> it can be so upsetting. It is upsetting. And it can it's carry so into the rest of your day. Oh, like, the, whole day. Really, can, the whole day. Yeah, the whole week. Yeah, It's like that saying, tell, I'm not even religious, but it's like, tell God your plans and he'll laugh. Right. That's literally, you go in with an tell agenda. Your horse, your plans. Go in with an agenda. I dare you. Because they will know and then they'll be like, no. <laughs> but I talked to Tater the entire ride. Literally, I'm a crazy person. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are we doing? Right. What's happening? Right. Or I'll be like, look at that, bud. Like, we're <laughs> talking about the birds. Or I'll be like, oh, look at the hawk. Like, I'm literally, well, that's, that's me. I mean, it, would it be safe to say that your horse is like a mirror oh yeah like a direct reflection of whatever it is like internal and i wouldn't even say like the things you're presenting i'm talking like deep like deep cuts yeah yeah (laughs) it's like a direct reflection of like you like can't hide (laughs) if the horse knows it's so rude (laughs) well that's why like things sometimes you know, the frustrating thing isn't even the horse, it's yeah. it's the people, because yeah. I feel like I can do it on your horse, so yeah. why can't you do it? And then I have to get you in the right, right. space to be able to do the same thing that yeah. I can do, yeah. because, you know, sending a horse to a trainer yeah. only goes so far yeah. if when you bring the horse home, you're able to create the same yeah. mm-hmm. outcome, yeah. right? Which yeah. mm-hmm. most of the time doesn't work, which right. is why I don't, I don't do that. Like, I don't sure. train horses for people anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um, I train with Yes, you we train the human. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't make sense. Like if I get on your horse and I can do it all, that's great. But then you have to be able to do. You yeah, know what I mean? And and, emulate, yeah. yeah. So there's yeah, they're totally they pick up on so much more than it's your energy. Like I've it's tested and true by yours truly because <laughs> I just I watch. Okay, when Montana rides, for example, she's very she's great, but she's very stern. Mm-hmm. But she's also very like forgiving and nice where she's like yes good that's so amazing and then she'll get on your ass yes if you're not doing something and then she's like that's what I wanted so good and if she just like she goes back and forth from that which is essentially kind of switching your energy Mm -hmm. for that present moment Mm -hmm. however you need it Mm -hmm. um and I watch her and I feel like help like it helps me a lot to watch people ride even when I watch you know Ruby ride or watch her ride it's like I can almost translate the energy when I'm watching where I'm like, okay, yeah. I feel like she's doing this and this is what she's feeling right now and this is how the horse is reacting. Yeah. And I've tested it where I've just been like, you know, hunky-dory, trotting along. And then I'm like, I wonder if I... And then, we, you know, we walk and I'm like, I wonder if I like do a like Montana energy kind of kick yeah. where I'm like, hey, like let's trot, we're trotting now. 
and I've done it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna just fill it. Like, I'm gonna fill it, and I'm gonna think about Montana. it. Yes, and then I do it, and he's like, oh, okay, we're going, <laughs> and he's like trotting so fast, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, and then as soon as I like start to get off that yeah, to where yeah. I'm like, Ruby squirrel energy. or whatever, <laughs> yeah, energy. exactly. Yeah. Then he's like, ding, da ding, like right back down, and then it's just like if I get my energy back up, I'm uh-huh. like, all right, we're doing this. Uh-huh. He, he follows right along, like. Yeah. Like, I'm literally talking to him. Absolutely. It's it's a voice. Yeah. It's just unheard and unseen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's very a, strong. It's a very, yeah, it's a very unique way to communicate with someone. Or, like, and I think there's something really, like, sacred and special about the, like, acceptance. Or, like, the allowing you to be in their presence. Allowing you to, yeah. you know, control their energy also. Like, Seriously. that's such a gift for them to be able to you know accept and allow you to do like okay I'm gonna I'm channeling we're gonna be a little softer right now we're just gonna walk we're just gonna be whatever and then it's like okay now I'm gonna kick it up I'm gonna kick it up and like the fact that they just like honor that is so beautiful and such like a sacred exchange I feel it is and like yeah like allowing anyone to enter your energy in that space because it's Mm -hmm. so much more than just doing the things that are expect trotting walking yeah whatever you know mucking yeah. that's not <laughs> the doesn't do the mucking but you know what I mean they should yeah <laughs> they can make it a lot easier a lot harder though yeah they have a yeah. role to play yeah for sure. absolutely but I just think it's like the permission that they grant is such a beautiful thing and like in energy work and working with horses of people allowing you in their space and to yeah. to kind of poke around a little bit and like be exposed, you know, is so beautiful and yeah. nice. That's true. I've never really thought about it like that. Yeah. Well, I thought about some parts of that, yeah. but that's a really nice way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, I have a I go back and forth with whether I should be riding horses or just hanging out with them. Like you know. Yeah. Or Ruby knows, sorry, I'm nobody can see who I'm pointing <laughs> at. <laughs> but I've had this conversation a lot because I feel like they are like they're just such special beings that I'm like, I don't know if I'm, I love riding a lot, but mostly I just love being with Tater. Yeah. (laughs) Like I could just stand next to him. I'm like, I guess I should ride you because (laughs) like he likes it. I don't think he, he doesn't hate his job. I mean, we just mosey on around like, you know, he's not doing anything crazy. Right. So I don't think he hates it by any means. And he would tell me. Yeah. (laughs) He he has told me. Absolutely. He has told me. I know he has. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Um, but yeah, I struggle with that because I feel like they're just so, they're so, I don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. They're like superior beings. I feel yeah. like maybe like they're prey, sure, but they're just special. Yeah. You know? I don't know. They're different from like dogs or, I mean, I love dogs and I love cats, but they're just different. Yeah. I think, the level well, is I different. think maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like for you it's like a sign of respect it's like loving yeah. and nurturing and allowing autonomy and allowing for this horse to be in its power and yes. like it's not like you trying to like control them yeah control or like um colonize or you know what I mean yeah. or just like do you know what I mean not <laughs> but you know what I mean yes. like it's just like come like you're not trying you're coming in with a sign of respect you're coming in as like a like we are equals here and yeah. I like I'm honoring your journey I'm honoring you as an animal as this like special being yes and it's not like you're just trying to not own control no. and like abuse no you would never so no. I think yeah that's like a very sensitive topic for you but yeah. like yeah, like, finding your, like, balance of, like, 
Am it's I respecting? Hard. Am I respecting yeah. him? Am I honoring his journey? Am I respecting myself as a writer? Is this something I enjoy because I love writing, or yeah. is it hurting this animal? Yeah, in a way. Am I breaking this animal somehow? Yeah, and like from what Ruby has told me and has helped me with. Yeah, like that's exactly how I am. I'm like I want to. I really straddle the line of like respect and letting them have autonomy and making choices hopefully they're good choices in my (laughs) mind but hey if you want to act out today then you know we all have those days whatever but you know there's a line where horses do think very differently from humans and we do try to humanize their feeling you know horses in general because they don't think like us sure so then you know it comes to like they do want a leader and they do want strong boundaries which I want strong boundaries (laughs) As a human, a lot of people don't like strong boundaries, but I like them. <laughs> They're my favorite. Yeah. Um, but it's like straddling that line where I'm like, I can't let him get away with too much because then he'll be the leader. Right. Like, I can't, it's... Well, and I feel like, we've talked about this before, but so like, hard. I feel like part of respecting a horse and honoring a horse is honoring that fact that they think differently yeah. and that they have a different hierarchical structure than we do yes. and that they perceive the world differently than we do. And so, you know... And we've talked about this, like, ad nauseum on this podcast, but, like, if a horse <laughs> wants to work and you don't ride it because you feel like yeah. you, feel bad. you wouldn't want to yeah, ride yeah, it, yeah, or yeah, you, yeah, you, you know, bad. then that's yeah. really about you. That's not actually respecting the horse, Absolutely. right? Like, Absolutely. so there's this piece of, like, and there are some horses, just because they all have different personalities, that don't want to work. Yeah. That, like, but, like, Schroeder, for example, right now, because I'm not allowed to handle horses anymore since I almost passed out while I was lunging one a couple weeks ago. Um, until after I have my baby. So, um, (laughs) so he's still getting exercise, but he's not working as much as, as he's used to. And he, I feel bad. Like I go like to bring him his bucket every day and, um, I can't get him out, but he like tries to push through the gate when I go to give him his bucket. He's like ready to go. He's like, put me to work, give me something to do. And like, to me, that feels more disrespectful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like because it's not honoring his like you said like his journey and his life and his like that's what he wants to give to the world and I don't have a way for him to give it right now right Right. and so you know like but yeah there are some horses that are super like Mesa I haven't you know touched him in like three weeks (laughs) and he's he's thrilled he's like (laughs) get that lady away from me you know on cloud nine right now like he's having the time of his life so I feel like you know there are different horses want different things from us and part of that respecting them is that like acknowledging what this horse needs needs and needs and desires yeah yeah they're not all those all the same right you can own five horses that are all different so that's true. There are some horses I know that literally try to bust down the gate because they're like, okay, and it's my turn now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's my turn to yeah. go out and yeah. run around. Thank you. Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you do. But he okay. doesn't even want, like, like I've tried to, like, turn him out or yeah. whatever. He doesn't want any of that. No. He wants to be, like, saddled and put to work. Right. He's yeah. like, yeah. get me back in my job. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's different. It's a different mindset for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, lunging versus, I mean, we've seen it with Tater for Sam. Ugh. 
It was a nightmare to lunch. <laughs> a nightmare for me. I think it's, he just didn't know. He didn't. Because now that also, he knows he's so much better, yeah. I think he just hadn't didn't he had to learn. He, had he to didn't have the knowledge yet. Yeah. I still won't lunch him. So. <laughs> so that's my own problem because <laughs> I'm scared. Um, and now I just force myself to ride every day, which is very exhausting because yeah. I'd rather just go and lunch him quickly. But no, I'm just, thir- you know, I'm torturing myself in yeah. a way. But yeah. Um, I feel like they're in a different mindset when they have a saddle on versus when they go in a round pin or something. So I feel bad for sure. It's probably kind of like how, like, if you try to get productive work done, like, on the couch versus, like, at a desk. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Totally different. Yeah. Like, the context matters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you're on the couch like, what are the Kardashians up to today? Right, right. You're like, <laughs> literally, Kim, you're so crazy. Yeah. Kim, you're so crazy. Hello. No, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in a meeting. I feel like I've talked about the Kardashians on this podcast. As you should. I, I was like, my guilty pleasure it is your one guilty day pleasure. to just turn my brain off what is the it's Kardashians. So I'm sorry. I'm I so sorry. Me. Don't be sorry. Don't yeah. apologize. Nothing guilty about a pleasure. We love that. Thank you. It's now time to announce the winner of our first review giveaway. The winner this week is Callie Ray on Apple Podcasts. She wrote her review on August 10th and she said, Where do I start? Ruby and Jordan share valuable information while making it digestible to equestrians of all experience levels. Listening makes you feel like you're hanging out with friends and you learn so much. It's so much fun. Tune in. You won't be disappointed. Thank you, Callie, for the review. And as a Reminder, she'll be winning either a mini session with me talking about nutrition or a mini session with Jordan doing body work. And if you're interested in entering the giveaway, check out our Instagram for details. So after all that and all, all of those nuances and layers and, <laughs> and all of those things about how horses feed our energy and take our energy and whatever, all the smearing and everything. What are some, (laughs) what are some things that people can actually do? Yeah. Like, do we have some kind of like tool or exercise or something that might be able to help? So initially when you asked me this question, I was panicking, like, what would I even say to someone that can do this? But I think imagining yourself, like imagining your body, seeing your feet on the ground, feeling the weight of the ground beneath you, feeling that weight, and then imagining yourself taking a deep breath, closing your eyes, and just allowing for like a yellow light to just kind of cover your body. I call it like the yellow light meditation, but allowing this like yellow light to just kind of cover your body and like shake away anything that's kind of been like nagging at your brain, allow yourself to just kind of get like washed over by this yellow light. And it gives you flexibility. It gives you this ability to just be present in the moment and like maybe a few affirmations of like knowing I am capable, like I am smart and I am resilient and I am good at this and I love doing this and I get to honor this and I get to honor this animal and this animal honors me. And then opening your eyes and allowing yourself to just be present and mm-hmm. go on about your ride. Yes, I love so that. So lovely. I love a good light wash. Yeah, a good light wash. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's important just to be able to like kind of shake off whatever's like maybe like plaguing you before you get where you're going because I know like your days are full mm-hmm. like you're not just like riding horses like maybe you are but like you have a job you have relationships you have you know a mm-hmm. hundred other things that you're doing and then when you have to ride on top of that I, I know it can't be like 
hell yeah, you know, yeah. Like every day. Some no. days, sure, but not every day. No. So I think allowing yourself to just kind of shake things off, give yourself like like a starting point. And like that, that like light wash, as you said, is just giving you like a starting point to be able to like, all right, we're here. I'm in this thing. I'm present with this beautiful, amazing animal that's accepting me mm-hmm. and I'm accepting it with whatever it comes because mm-hmm. this is a beautiful working relationship. Yeah. And then letting that be enough. I love that. Yeah. I think that goes along with like, you can also set an intention mm-hmm. for your ride, which mm-hmm. I do a lot. Horses, like putting the intention out there, mm-hmm. there's... Again, I just keep referencing this book. Yeah. They, you know, you put the intention out and, like, that's what you think about and that's what you imagine and that's likely what's going to happen. Right. You operate in the intention. Yes. As if it's already done. Yes. Also, insider tip, I'll just stand out there with Tater as I'm, like, getting him ready and then we're, like, walking out in the arena and I just stand there for a minute and I close my eyes and I'm not even, like, nervous to get on him anymore. I I was because he would just step, like, sidestep me every time I tried to get on. Yeah. Now he's great. I don't even have to hold the reins, Ruby. Amazing. He'd be very proud. I just hold his little hair and I get up there and he just stands there. Um, but I take a breath in and I close my eyes and I let it out just like a horse does. That's nice. I do it all day. Yeah. Not even around Tater and my husband stares at me. This is true. I live with I live with Jordan and she yeah. does this. Yes. I do it all day. It's and it's like so calming. Shaking off that energy. And then he does it. Like I'll yeah, do it yeah, and yeah. then he'll be like, oh, okay. He responds in kind. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. When they, yes. Like copy. Like yeah. you take a deep breath and then I take a deep breath. Yes. Yeah. It happens. I always do all my time. thing, I don't know why I started doing this like years ago, but every time I tighten the girth or uh-huh. cinch right before I get on, uh-huh. I take a big deep breath. And I wait for the horse to take a big deep breath, and then I get on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like a reset from, like, yes. whatever other horses yes. I've been riding, yes. whatever else I've been doing. Yes. Like, I just, like, now I'm here. We're together. Let's yep. go. Yeah. I love that. Like, yeah, yep. so intentional, so important. I don't and even I, think about it anymore. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's just natural to yeah. you. I think also, mm-hmm. too, like, like on a final note here, like, expressing gratitude is, like, mm-hmm. I think also, oh, like, yeah. a really cool, awesome grounding tool. For yeah. any practice and any energetic exchange, especially in writing, especially in Reiki, especially in just life in general, being grateful for this beautiful luxury that you get to partake in every day, mm-hmm. getting to be in this like amazing evolutionary relationship that just continues to expand and ex- change you as a person and mm-hmm. change you as a writer mm-hmm. and um, getting to like grow with these animals is like a really beautiful thing. So yeah, like expressing gratitude, even if it's just like a brief moment. Yeah. Yeah, I like to that. get that reset going. Yeah, so I good. Like that it's yeah. really good. Thank you, Lexi, for sharing all of your insights and tools and knowledge and just I don't know being a great addition to our podcast. Mm-hmm. We've been looking forward to this interview for a while, so super yes. happy we got to make it happen. Yes. yes, we have been talking about this in season one. Wow, thank you. Yeah. I'm I'm really honored to be here. It's definitely like it's cool to be able to step into your guys' world and see the way you guys do things and also relate it back to, like, my own thing. Mm-hmm. So people may not think it goes hand in hand, but it really does, mm-hmm. and this energetic exchange. But, yeah, I've also been really looking forward to this, and I'm excited for more to come for all of us, really. Yeah. So, yes. Thanks for having me, you guys. And then last thing is you should definitely yeah. tell people how they can find okay. you yeah. and learn from you. Sure. So if you are looking for Reiki healing, my handle on Instagram is light and sable healing. And I do virtual sessions. And if you're looking to do in person, I have a space in Ojai where I'm doing sessions, which is really exciting. So come find me. 
Yeah. I'm here. We can put it in the show notes. Ooh, oh, yeah, show notes for official sure. podcast terminology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> show notes. <laughs> show notes. <laughs> This has been the Whole Scoop Podcast. The Whole Scoop Podcast was created by Jordan Holbrook and Ruby Doss and produced by Madeline Grass-Doss. Our theme music is by the band Wild Iris and their music is available on all platforms. You can find both of us on Instagram as well as the podcast on Instagram and Patreon. All links will be available in the show notes. Subscribe and review to support this podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share it with a friend. Or your farrier. Or your vet. Or your best friend. Or your Amazon driver. Or your mom. Or your horse. Or your trainer. Or your cat. <laughs> that was actually the perfect ending. That was. <laughs> Show notes. Great. Sweater. <laughs>